You know, I'm thankful that God offers us a friendship and um, he is always there for us. I'm also thankful for the friendship he allows us to have here on earth and the people he puts with us there. And I'm thankful that God gave me someone that I can serve him with. And um, I love my wife. I love her singing before I preach. Um, So get ready because I'm fired up now. Um, Now go ahead and stand up if you will and open your Bibles to Psalms 95. Psalms 95 and keep your finger there and turn to Psalms 33. Um, Psalms 95 and Psalms 33. I'm going to be honest with you. I did not want to preach this. Um, this is not a message that, uh, um, that I look at and I say I'm the best one to preach. Um, it's not a message that, uh, um, uh, I'll be honest with you. It can be a little controversial. Um, uh, I like everybody to be happy with me. I, that I'm, I'm a people pleaser. That that's who I am. Um, I don't like controversy and, uh, but I know this, um, I'll be honest with you, I'm not up here to preach this message, uh, hoping that a lot of people walk out of here saying, hey, I agree with everything you said. Um, I'm just going to be honest about it. Um, not one that I really want to preach, and, um, but I, I'll, I'll tell you a, a little bit of why I'm preaching this, um, because, uh, because I work with teenagers, and I think this is one of the most powerful influences over teenagers. Um, I, I preached, uh, it's probably been a year or two ago about the number one influence on teenagers and hands down across the board, everybody agrees. Number one influence of teenagers is parents. Um, everybody agrees on that. And I, I'm not preaching on parenting tonight. Um, but I am preaching on another huge impact, huge influencer of our kids. And, uh, that is music. And, um, I'm going to be honest with you, I preached to the teenagers on music starting about two weeks ago, and I'm not going to lie, um, I had a bunch of them shut me down as soon as I mentioned it, and um, uh, I, I can tell you this, um, I'm getting shut down by a lot of teenagers, they're listening to it somewhere. Um, and I realize a lot of that comes from phones. Uh, I'll tell you what, you, you better be careful with it. Um, and a lot of times people just look and they start looking at like TikTok or little reels or little shorts and stuff. And, um, you know, that stuff is filled with the world's music, filled with it. And, uh, man, a lot of times it's like, man, how do I even know that song? Where'd that even come from? Uh, man, I'll tell you what, scrolling a phone, I, I'm telling you, hey, hey, I, I'll tell you this, you know how it is as an adult. What have you seen? What have you listened to on there? And you give that power to a teenager who's still developing who they are with the Lord. And a lot of it comes from that, but Man, I, I'm, not, I'm not dumb enough to think that a lot of the music they hear is not at home or in the car with others right there with them. And so not something that I really wanted to preach on myself. Um, and um, again, I'm probably not the best at this. 
Um, but um, I'm not going to delve deep into it. Um, I think there's a time for that. Um, I'll be honest with you, though. I don't think you have to delve deep into music to see what is the right kind of music. Now, I think there's definitely a time for that, and we can talk about it and talk about where the beat is and all this. And, um, um, and, but I, I'm not going to get into all of that. And there, there's a lot of that. God says let everything be done decently and in order. God has an order and, and to everything, and music is no different. And um, um, so um, I, I'm not going to get into all that. I, I, I'm really just going to barely touch the surface. But I, I'll tell you what, just barely tough, touching the surface takes out a lot of music out there. And, um, but if you'll look with me in Psalms 33, uh, look at verses 1 through 3. Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Praise the Lord with harp. Sing unto him with a psaltery, with an instrument of ten strings. Sing unto him a new song. Play skillfully with a loud noise. I'll flip over to Psalms 195, verses 1 through 3. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. And then it's only about one page over if you flip to Psalms 100. Psalms 100, I've got one verse. I'll read two verses there, one and two. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time to open your word. And uh, uh, Lord, I, I just pray that you'd get me out of the way. Lord, I, I don't want to stand up here and give them my opinion. I don't want to stand up here and uh, just say what I think and um, the things that I think people need to hear. Lord, they, they need to hear from you. And uh, Lord, that is what makes a difference. Your word and your speaking in our heart, the Holy Spirit moving. And Lord, I pray that you would get me out of the way, that you could just come down and work in our hearts today. I love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, the power of music. The power of music. Hey, the world knows the power of music. Um, I've got part of an article here, and I'll just read it real quick. It's from the Tallahassee Memorial Healthcare, okay? This is a huge article. I picked out one little place just about how um, it, music can make us do different things. It says, active music making positively affects neurotransmitters such as dopamine and serotonin that influence mood. Dopamine influences focus, concentration, memory, sleep, mood, and motivation. Likewise, serotonin impacts mood, sleep patterns, anxiety, and pain. Active music making can involve singing, playing an instrument, or creating music electronically. Making music, specifically singing in a group, helps us feel connected to other people because of the production of the hormone oxytocin. Uh, singing synchronizes breathing patterns to promote relaxation and reduces the hormone cortisol, the stress hormone. Um, so they're kind of talking about some of that. Listen to what they say um, here. They say, younger shoppers spend more time shopping when stores play instrumental music. Older shoppers spend more time shopping when there's music playing with lyrics. Baby boomers are more likely to spend money if classic rock is playing in a store. Generations older than baby boomers are less likely to spend money if any music is playing. Um, kind of funny how the world looks at it, and they've even got it down to how much money you'll spend depending on the music that's playing. 
this same article uh, took me to a website that was really cool. I, I thought about trying to get it and have Brother Waddell play some of these different things. It's a really cool uh, website, and it, it looks like a big graph, and they have letters around, and each letter represents a different type of music. And they have like, um, it, it's a lot of songs, like 300 songs, just little clips of it. And um, you can just scroll your mouse around, and they tell you what it is, whether that be, uh, whether it's supposed to make you happy, make you sad, make you romantic, show an action, or uh, all these different things. I think they had about, I think their classifications went from like A to K. And um, so they rated the songs and put them like where they were, depending on that. And you could just scroll over and just touch each one of them. They told you, this is the reaction it's supposed to get. Because uh, of the power of music, right? We've all sat there and watched a movie. And, man, it comes to an action sing and scene and this big bombastic song comes. And it's getting you hyped up. Or uh, there's a romantic song and it's this romantic scene. Or, man, it, it's a part they want you to cry. And they play the saddest music. And you almost start crying before the, the scene even happens. And, and they, they know the power of music. And they use that. The world uses that to their advantage. Man, they, they use it through and through. And um, um, you can look at music and, um, and, and see the power in it. God is a musical being. Man, we read those verses about music. You, you read through the Bible and over and over and over again, God talks to them about music and coming in with music and, and over and over and as I was looking at this with music, one verse stuck out to me. And that was it right here in Psalms 100 and verse 2. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. It just really stuck out to me this time as I was looking at music and different things. And, uh, you know, music can bring you into God's presence. Man, you ever had a time when... Uh, Man, you were just listening to a song and got under conviction. Man, I, I can think of different times. One time I was driving the church truck, and uh, in the church truck, um, there's one of my old CDs. It's a teen choir, and um, I had it in there, and I was driving down um, Hamilton and then turning on 12th, and two songs back-to-back about the cross. And, um, man, I was just listening to those, and I was kind of singing with them, and I, I was crying before I pulled into church. Just thanking the Lord for the cross and what he did for me. Man, music can bring us right into God's presence. Man, you know those songs, you know those songs that grip you. Um, I've got a couple playlists on my phone, um, different playlists. Um, um, I, I, I like having an Easter playlist for Easter. My, my wife started making a Thanksgiving uh, playlist this year. Um, I've got a preaching uh, playlist that I like to listen to before I come in and preach. And um, that way I, I'm ready. It's like someone slapping me before a football game. Like, no, just kidding. But um, some songs that I like to listen to and, and get my heart right. And songs that bring me in before God. And, and, and that's biblical, right? Come into his presence with singing. Man, that song can bring us right into the presence of God. But if I, ha if I acknowledge that, I have to also acknowledge the fact that music can take me right out of God's presence. Man, you ever been somewhere in a song? And, uh, man, man, there are some songs that just give me a bad attitude, just like that. Um, man, I, I can't take some music. And um, hard rock, rap music, 
it, it just grates on my nerves. And um, I, don't, I don't even know what they say, to be honest with you. So it's not the words. I can't tell what they're saying. I'm there and I'm like, what in the world did he just say? I, I can't tell what they're saying. Um, but just the music, man, it, it goes contrary to what our spirit is supposed to be. You ever had a song that just pushed you away from the Lord? And music can draw us into his presence. It can cast us out. And the power of music. Jesus over and over again told them to come to him. Um, I think of Ephesians 5.19 where he talks about being filled with the spirit. He says, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And when he talks about it's time to be filled with the Spirit, God uses a whole bunch of music there. And man, he, he says we ought to speak in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. We ought to sing and make melody in our heart to the Lord. What? To draw us in his presence. Pastors mentioned it to be before. I've heard Brother Pope, Johnny Pope mention it, that Judah was the, the tribe right there by entering into the court around the tabernacle. The, the tribe of praise. That's what Judah means. Man, they were to enter into his presence with praise. Come into his presence with singing as we see here. Man, music draws us to God or cast us away. Now there's all kinds of music out there and I don't have the time to go over all the different styles the world has. So for sake of tonight, can we just agree that there is the world's music and there's God's music. And the world's music, if it ain't of God, it's got to be of Satan. So if God's music will draw me to him, that world's music is going to take me away. By the way, that's biblical. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Okay? So the world's music is going to take me away. God's music is going to draw me to him. And I don't have time to get into all the different styles of worldly music. Um, so if I can, I'm going to narrow it down to Christian music. You know, one of the things that shocks me is as Christians... We allow the world to define what Christian music is. Like, how does that make sense? What is there in our life as a saved individual? Do we go to the world to ask them how we ought to live? There's not really much, is there? I mean, we, we try and stay away from what the world says. But somehow we allow the world to define to us what is Christian music. That's why we things ha have things like Christian rock. Now really, just think about it for a minute. Rock, worldly music. Christian, let's take God and marry him with the world and see what we come up with. Yeah, when has that ever worked? It's never worked. And yet we let the world say, but this is Christian rock, so it's acceptable. How about Christian rap? Again, let's take the world and God and try and marry them together. God says, I have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. He tells us, you should have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. 
And yet we allow the world to tell us, hey, this is okay. Contemporary Christian music. Contemporary. Just so used to that word, right? Contemporary. I think the Bible says something about staying with the old paths. We try and take the world and we try and marry it with Christ. Contemporary Christian music. Let's let the world define our music. Now, I, like I said, I like everybody like me, and I'm sorry if I'm stepping on toes. But I'll go a step farther. I've heard some southern gospel singing. That ought not be listened to. Now I know I might have just slain the sacred cow. (laughs) But I'll tell you this. When I was a teenager, my parents, my parents are super strict. I get that. And um, I'll be honest with you, um, I don't know too many people who'd be more strict on music than my parents. Um, I'm not going to shoot someone down for not being as strict as my parents. I will tell you this. I I do get a little sick of people saying, oh, man, your parents did such a great job. Oh, man, I, I, I want my kids to turn out like you guys. I'll tell you what, your parents did something great. And every time I say something my parents did, they're like, oh, my, I can't believe that. And now I'm just going to be honest, and that, that, sorry, that was me in the flesh. That was me in the flesh. But I get a little sick of that. Now I have a lot of people tell me that when it comes to standards, when it comes to music, when it comes to preaching, when it comes to uh, the kind of places you ought to go learn about the Lord. When it co- All of these things, people come to me and say, man, your parents did a great job. Well, I wouldn't do that. And I say, well, that's fine. I can tell you what my parents produced. I can't tell you what you'll produce. And... Um, that was all in the flesh, and I'm sorry, because I told the Lord I wasn't going to say anything on my own. So um, forgive me for that one. Let me get back to where I'm supposed to be here. Um, man, I remember as a teenager, my parents were strict and uh, listening to the right kind of music. And um, I remember uh, we got a cassette tape, um, and it was Southern Gospel Group, very well-known Southern Gospel Group. And... Um, Man, we had that in our work truck, and we were driving along, and I put that in. We were listening to it a lot, and um, I listened to that quite a bit for several weeks, and um, I got in the truck one day, and I had to go back um, to a job and do just like a little repair, one of our painting jobs. I was going, it was in Fairmount, about 20 minutes away, and I hopped in the truck, and someone had taken that tape out of the truck. And so I looked around, the nice thing about tapes, you can't do this with CDs or anything else, but um, you, they could be on the floor, they could be under the seat, down where it's dirty and dusty, and you just get it out, put it in there, and it worked. And um, so I'm flipping the seat forward, like, where's all the tapes? Come on. I'm looking, no tapes in there, and I get in, and I get driving that place, and I'm like, well, there's got to be something on the radio, and I turn on the radio, and um, I start flipping through channels, and I start trying to find something. And I landed on a country music station. 
And I drove that 20 minutes to that job site with the country music playing. I got to that job site. I got in there. I got things done. I got back in the truck. I started that truck up and I started driving. And that country music started playing. And I'm going and um, get down just a little bit down the road. And I'm hearing this song. And all of a sudden, it's like God just smacks me upside the head. And I'm like, what in the world am I doing? What am I doing? How in the world did I end up listening to a country music station. I'm like, what happened? He was like, God told me, all you've been listening to is that group. And their music ain't much different than country music. Now, here's the thing. Again, I'm not, I'm not looking to just step on anybody's toes. But what kind of music are we listening to? And putting in front of our kids. And then saying, God, why are my kids going in the wrong direction? God says, I don't know. Maybe it's all the influence you have them under. The power of music. Now, I'm not going to preach a message on what you ought to listen to. Or I should say, I'm not going to tell you what you ought to listen to. Um, I can't find a verse in the Bible that says, thou shalt not listen to fill in the group's name. Okay? It's not in there. But I think God, every time God gives us something in the Bible, he defines it. I talked about that uh, a month or two ago when I preached in here. And I talked about having convictions and standards. Man, when God says something, God defines it. And I want to, if I could, look at a couple questions that we should ask on analyzing our music. What is the right kind of music? How do we, how do we determine that? And so some questions and some verses. I'll give you some verses with each one on what is something that we should look at in defining our music. Number one, uh, is my music worthy of God's dignity? Is my music worthy of God's dignity? Man, the choir sang this morning, he is holy. Is that what it's called? No, it was about his holiness. Holy is he? Holy is he. Man, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Who is he? Who is he? What is his holiness? Man, I listen to music and they throw in some Christian words in there. And they say, hey, this is, this is praise and worship to your God. Man, is my music worthy of his dignity? The Bible says in Leviticus 20, 26, And ye shall be holy unto me, for I the Lord am holy, and have severed you from other people that ye should be mine. And God says, I have severed you, cut off, separated you from the world. Be holy unto me, for I am holy. Uh, 1 Peter 1.16 says, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. Man, we serve a holy God. Hey, have you ever sat down with one of your kids and... Uh, 
they turn on this program on TV, and you look at that and you're like, that's really dumb. Man, what in the world? That's a really dumb program. And, and they've got it on there for your kids, right? And um, it, it appeals to your kids. Your kids are little ones. And you're looking at it and you're like, really? That, that's just dumb. Because you're not a little four-year-old, right? A four-year-old, they, they, they need something way down on their level, super simple. And you're looking at it and saying, hmm. Now, I, I will tell you this. There are some that I look at and I'm like, that's a simple program. There are others that I look at that I say, that's really dumb. And I tell my kids, there's some things they can't watch. I said, it'll kill your brain cells. Um, but, um, man, the, the, those simple kids things. You know, I look at that, and I don't get excited about sitting down and watching Cocoa Melon. Um, man, it is very simple. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, we're turning on something else. Um, you know, you know it, 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 it's super simple. Um, and you know what? As a kid, as they're little or something like that, there may be something there that draws their attention, but it, it, it's super simple. But when daddy's sitting down in the room, we, we ain't watching that. Um, we're going to watch something with a little more intellect, hopefully. Um, I don't know, my wife might say, two guys or 22 guys chasing a football? Where's the intellect there? But, but it's there, okay? It's there. Now, um, you know, um, here's the thing. Um, we go before God to bring glory to his name, but we drag his dignity through the mud to get there. Because this is the music that I like, the style that I like. Man, that, that first thing we all look at, what does this do to God's dignity? Man, um, 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? God says, I, I don't fellowship with darkness. Light doesn't fellowship with darkness. Righteousness doesn't fellowship with unrighteousness. Man, there's no communion there. I, I don't associate with that. And man, a lot of music today that the world, that the world tags as Christian, Brings all the world in there, and God, in His holy being, has to look down and say, "What are you doing, putting my name with that? I have no part with that." A uh, next question: Is my music sung or played sensually? Is my music sung or played sensually? Um. Uh, man, you can. I already mentioned, there's music you can listen to. It's for a romantic scene or things like that. There are people who sing sensually. Man, that real breathy, that, um, that trying to make it sound like um, ungodly. There's music that's played that way. There's people that hold a microphone like, like what in the world are they trying to put in people's minds? Like, is, is my music sung that way? 2 Timothy 2.22 says, Flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. I'm supposed to flee youthful lust. Man, we, we listen to it. 
Titus 2, 11 and 12 says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Man, that word lust again. I will tell you this. I went looking at um, uh, some different things with music and what the world says about rock music. And, man, there were quotes of about 20 to 30 rock mu music artists from way back when we would say rock was not rock and then rock today. And you know what all of them were saying? It's a sexual beat. It's a rock music is sexual music. That's what all of them said. And that goes to the beats and, and all this other stuff. And, um, man, that's what the world has. And can I tell you this? It creeps more and more into Christian music. Um, man, the, the way we sing, the way music is played, and uh, is it sensual? And, um, and I'm going to hasten here because we've got a lot of questions. Um, another one, um, is my music worldly? Is my music worldly? Does it just sound like the world? I already mentioned there is God's music and the world's music. Um, does my music sound like the world's music? Um, there are a lot of songs I can listen to in church, and we can play in church, and we can sing in church. Um, I should say in our kind of church, because there's a lot of churches out there that you go in, and, and it sounds like the world's music. And, um, man, we don't want any of that in here. Um, but, man, does it sound like the world? Ephesians 5.11, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. 1 John 2.16, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. Man, does my music sound worldly? Does it sound like that's where it came from? Um, and, 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 and here's the thing. You could tell this. Um, you ever, um, uh, you ever listen to a song and you could pick out who wrote that song? Like there, is, there are some artists, they just have, they just have a style. Um, I think of, uh, let's say, Bible Truth Music. Um, Bible Truth Music. A lot of Bible Truth Music sounds kind of similar. You, you can kind of pick it out. You could do that with, with several different publishers, okay? Um, but man, you can tell what the world's music sounds like. Um, have you ever heard a song that it started playing and then when they started singing, they put Christian words to it? You're kind of like, oh, didn't see that coming. Man, worldly music. Does my music sound worldly? Um, here's one that, that, that I've had that I put in there. Uh, does the singer look and live godly? Does the singer look and live godly? 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18 be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness, and what concourse hath Christ with Belial, or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel, and what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And I will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Man, does that singer or artist look and live godly? Um, I did this with the teenagers. I, I didn't pull it up in here. But um, I went and I looked up top CCM groups. And I brought up pictures in the youth service. And I was like, 
my son comes in dressed like that guy, we're going to have some issues. My daughter comes in looking like that girl, she's going right back in her bedroom and she's going to find something else to wear. I don't want them looking like that. I looked up top Christian rock. I'll tell you what, you might as well just looked up heavy metal. I looked up top Christian rap. Yeah, they look like Satan. They look like Satan. As a matter of fact, I'm going to call one out because I know they've been big and I know they've been big around people here. Um, NF, NF, Christian rapper. Hey, I pulled up the article, or I pulled up the interview. He did a whole interview. They asked him, are you a Christian rapper? He's like, people like to say that, but I'm not. He patterns his music after Eminem. If you know anything about Eminem, man, if your kid talks like that, you ought to break their jaw and wire it shut. (laughs) Hey, can I tell you this? As I was looking at Christian rock, Christian contemporary, uh, Christian rap and all these people, as you started looking, a lot of them have done interviews and they've asked them, like, who do you listen to? If you've got a playlist, who do you listen to? Who do you pattern after? All of them. Like, some of them names that I know, and I, I don't know very many rock names. Some of them that I knew that I was like, man, I'll tell you what my dad would have done. He'd have sent me to heaven. <laughs> and, and that's who these Christian artists f- follow. That's who they're, they're trying to emulate. And, um, man, I'll tell you what, does the singer look godly? Do they live godly? Man, they, um, uh, I, I remember hearing a long time ago, about some of the southern gospel uh, singers, and uh, you didn't want to go out to their bus after a concert. Man, the alcohol, the smoke, uh, smoking, the women. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. And yet we put them on and say, whoa, you ought to listen to this guy. Man, who, who are we putting in front of them? Hey, what message does my music communicate without the words? Exodus 32, 17, and 18. And when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said unto Moses, There is a noise of war in the camp. And he said, Moses, It is not the voice of them that shout for mastery, neither is it the voice of them that cry for being overcome, but the noise of them that sing do I hear. Man, that wasn't God's kind of music, I guarantee you. Man, what's my music communicate without the words? This is a good test. If, um, if I'm playing a song in my car and my windows are up and someone comes by and they can hear enough to hear the music but can't really make out the words, what kind of music do they think I'm listening to? Amen. Rock? Rap? Country? Like, what's it sound like? Man, it ought to be obvious. What's my music communicate without the words? That goes back to, is my music worldly? Well, you can kind of see in some of those things. What's it sound like if they can't hear the words? Hey, there's a kind of music there that, uh, um, and and by the way, this is when Moses was on the mountain getting the Ten Commandments. You remember what was happening down in in the camp down there? Aaron was making the golden calf. Remember that? They all come out, idol worship, and Aaron's like, here's the God that brought you out of, uh, out of, I was going to say Pharaoh, out of Egypt, brought you out of Egypt, and, and they all start worshiping that God. And with idol worship comes a particular kind of music. Man, you see that all throughout the Bible. I already mentioned music can bring us into God's presence. Hey, there's a lot of idol worship that has music as well. 
Think of Nebuchadnezzar when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego wouldn't bow. What was it? When the sound of the music. Man, there's a music that leads us straight into idolatry. And man, uh, what does my music communicate without the words? Another one, is my music sincere and right or sincere and wrong? Um, Here's the thing. I know there are a lot of Christian artists that are probably out there trying to do what's right. The Bible says in Proverbs 21, 2, every way of man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. Um, You know the verse, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Hey, I'm not saying everybody out there who's with the wrong kind of music is not sincere in trying to serve the Lord. T.S. Eliot said, most of the evil in this world is done by people with good intentions. You know, when I think what God said about good intentions, he said in Matthew 7, 21 through 23, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Man, is my music sincere and right? Or is it maybe even sincere, but sincerely wrong? Man, I remember hearing the story of a, there was a fire. And um, there was a fire and it was burning the house down. And the husband and wife woke up and they both ran to get their kids. They both separated, ran through the house and they grabbed their kids and they all came out and they run out the front door. And the house is being engulfed. The fire department pulls up and... Husband and wife are going around. Then they're, they're trying to find each other. And they got, hey, I got the kids. And I, I got this and that. And then she's like, where's the baby? And the husband looked and said, I thought you grabbed the baby. And she thought he did. And they tried to run back to the house. And the firemen stopped them. They said, you cannot go in that house. And they said, my baby, my baby is up there. And the, one of the firemen said, where is it? And they said, you run up the stairs. And at the top of the stairs, go right. And the first door on the left, and her crib is right there by the door. And the fireman took off as soon as she said it. And he runs in that house. And he runs up those stairs, flames engulfing. And he busts through that door into that room. And he reaches around. And he finds that crib. And he reaches in. And he grabs that baby. And he wraps it up in his fire blanket. And he comes running out. And he runs down those stairs. And he runs out the door. And as as he's coming out, man, the house just collapsed. And he comes out. And the lady's just screaming, my baby, my baby. And she runs over to the fireman and she grabs that baby and she pulls back the blanket and it's a baby doll. Man, he was sincere in what he was doing. But he was sincerely wrong. I'm telling you, there's some music that we might even be able to look and say, that artist is sincere. Man, I know that they love the Lord. I know they're trying to help me. And that doesn't mean they're right all the time. Man, is my music sincerely right? Man, am I listening to something that honors God? Man, am I listening to something that's sincere but wrong? Another question, am I abusing God's grace through my music? Galatians 5.1 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. And God sets us free. God gives us liberty. Man, I, I no longer have to live in sin, right? God has given me the victory. 
And he gives us that liberty. Don't be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Galatians 5.16, this I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Man, God offers us that grace. And don't go back to what the world has. Move forward in victory. I think of this, so many times when you talk to people about music or, or about different things in their life, their first question is, what's wrong with it? Prove to me why it's wrong. Boy, that'd go over really good. If I took some other woman out to eat, and my wife came to me and said, what are you doing taking her out to eat? And I said, what's wrong with it? That ain't going to last. And when's the last time we started looking at things and saying, what's right with it? Man, why don't you show me how that helps me draw closer to the Lord instead of me looking that you got to prove to me that it takes me away from him. Uh, Brother Garraway said one time, God will never condone in grace what his holiness condemns. Man, am I abusing God's grace through my music? 1 Peter 1, 14 through 16 says, As obedient children not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. And I'm not supposed to fashion myself according to the former lust in my ignorance, that which was before I was saved. Man, I'm to be holy. Another question, would my music cause other brothers and sisters in Christ to stumble? My music calls other brothers and sisters in Christ to stumble. Romans 12, 10, be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. Um, I heard the story. There was a missionary who uh, was out on the field um, somewhere in Africa. And um, he was there and uh, his sons grew up on the field there with him. And they came back home to the States to go to college. And they were at college and they went back out to visit again. And they came out and they were playing Christian rock music. And the people came and they said, what is happening? They're, they're using the music that the witch doctor uses to call the evil spirits. They said, no, 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 this is, this is Christian music. They said, no, that's the music the witch doctor uses to call evil spirits. Man, first off, that... That shows me the power of music again. But also, man, something that would cause someone else to stumble. Well, you know, I'm fine with it. It, it, it doesn't really affect me. I, I'm good. And someone else is coming like, oh, I guess it is okay to listen to rock. I guess it is okay to fill myself with that stuff. Man, is my music causing someone else to stumble? What physical response does my music produce? Um, I already mentioned that website where you could go around and you could see the different responses that they design music for. Um, man, what physical response does it, does it uh, produce? Man, what does it bring forth? Um, man, you know, it. there are some music it starts playing, you just want to start tapping your toe. Man, it's just going, man, it's, man, um, 
And I already mentioned, the, so many of the rock artists and all said, rock music is sexual music. It brings about those things and those, those same type of feelings, those same type of emotions and responses. Um, man, what is that music, what, what does it produce? Now, here's the thing. A lot of times we're like, man, but this is just my favorites. This is just the ones I'm drawn to. I, I will tell you this. Music is an acquired taste. But, um, man, this is just, man, I, I like this. And, and here's the thing. We know it brings about different physical responses, right? That's why when you go and work out, you probably don't turn on amazing grace. You, you know, you're probably going to turn on something a little faster. Um, and, and here's the thing. I, I'm not preaching against fast or, or slow music or, um, man, I love singing with the kids in my Bible. I left on the church bus and going faster and faster. And, um, man, I, I, I'm not against fast or slow music. But, man, music brings about a physical response. And what, what does my music bring about as a physical response? And then finally, and this is kind of where we started. Does my, does my music bring me into God's presence or push me away? Psalms 100 verse 2. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. And my music is to bring me into God's presence. I will tell you this. We live in a world that does everything possible to keep us out of God's presence. Everything possible. Some of it, wicked stuff, bad stuff. Some of it even, I I think Satan's pretty smart and looking and saying, man, if I put sin right there in front of their eyes, they kind of get that. I could put some other stuff that's just, just busy stuff, right? And you ever get so busy, it was hard to find time to spend with God? I mean, I have. So busy, it was hard to do something that you knew you were supposed to do. Here's the thing. Satan, Satan's going to throw wickedness in front of us. He's going to throw temptation. He's going to throw sin there. He's going to throw things just to keep us busy. He's going to do everything he can to keep us out of God's presence. He's going to do everything he can to keep your kids out of God's presence. L- let me ask you this. When is the last time you saw someone who had a phone sitting idly without the phone in their hand? Go in a doctor's waiting room. Almost everybody has a phone out, right? Um, busyness, okay? I'm not saying all of that is wickedness, okay? I'm not saying that. Something that keeps us busy all the time. If you're going to come into God's presence, you're going to have to do it purposefully. And I will tell you this. We're supposed to bring our children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. If you're going to have your children in God's presence, you're going to have to do it on purpose. And music can draw them into God's presence. Does your music? Does my music? Man, is the music we're listening to bringing us into God's presence? Or is it taking us the other way? What music are we listening to? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your word.
And Lord, I'm thankful that you define what is right and wrong in your word. Lord, I'm tired of seeing people go by the wayside. Lord, the influences in our lives that we allow. Lord, I pray that you'd help each one of us to examine that music, to think about these things, these questions. And as we listen to that music say, is this music taking me into God's presence? Or is it taking me away? Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. You say, I know for sure if I was to die today, I'd go straight to heaven. Would you raise your hand? I know for sure I'm on my way to heaven. I think you can put your hands down. Maybe you're here tonight and you say, I don't know for sure. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to uh, try and embarrass you or anything. Just if I can pray for you. Maybe you say, I don't know for sure I'm on my way to heaven. Would you raise your hand? Anyone in here say, I'm not 100% sure I'm on my way to heaven. You say, in some way tonight, God spoke to my heart. Would you raise your hand? God spoke to my heart in the message tonight. I think you can put your hands down. If you'd stand to your feet as the instruments play. The altar is open. Do business with God.